All right. Hey, Gundamaniacs. Welcome to the Gundam Explained show. It is June 29th, 2023. Uh, I am your host, Adam Blue, and joining me, Stephen of Midnight Hatter. How you doing, man? Hanging in there. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. I always enjoy this stuff. Uh, you know, hot off the heels of yesterday's show where you have this uh, no sound yet. Oh, I, that's probably the music thing. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that scared me. Guys, yeah, sorry. No cool music at the beginning, but that uh, that will be back later. But anyway, yeah, yeah no, you're um, live from yesterday building this, like, dynamic diorama. Yeah. I, I hope that people got excited about that. I appreciate y'all helping helping me out you know kind of drafting that yeah um i'm just curious like to be honest that thing is amazing what, what we put together i just i'm really curious to see how far you go with it because i mean so far you've done some pretty amazing things like the leds that i've added to my gms um even that uh the psycho gundam i mean even a lot of the 3d printed stuff the pale rider you just did so yeah, yeah. i mean hopefully this will be a nice like you know culmination of all of those different techniques and tools and things yeah. i've already gone out and got myself a lazy susan so a little rotating table for oh. the for the piece to sit on and there's a glass vase that i'm repurposing as the core that we talked about you know where we can have some animation cells from the show as the backgrounds of the yeah of the individual diorama oh, okay. sections so it's i feel like you already got some of the main components <laughs> and the rest is stuff you've already done so yeah, that, so uh, yeah, I need to run up to Home Depot, get some uh, XPS foam to carve up, and and we'll be in business. Um, so what is your plan like? Do you have a time frame that you think you can get this done by? Do you think you're going to have updates uh, weekly with the live streamer videos, or what do you think? Um, so I was thinking about making like one cumulative video to kind of cover the entire process. You know, something that's edited and well put together, yeah. you know, shot in 4K, all that good stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but uh but we'll see. You know, I've uh the as you know, recently cleaned out my little garage studio. So we've got oh yeah. So we've got space to to operate in there. So it'll be it'll be fun. And I'll I'll give updates on streams weekly, you know, where cool. I'm at and what we've what we've done. So yeah, because I feel like that is like the ultimate of like all these different like you've said all the different things you've done and yeah, i think that will help me because I, I i think that's the next thing i need to do is it, diorama my stuff like i purposely get things that are made to be together like mobile suits and stuff and even like uh you know backgrounds and stuff but i need to like really put it together as a diorama and yeah, yeah. the I added mean, idea of having the hobby. lights yeah. yeah, everything about our hobbies is like you know they're they're made to be presented, and so yeah. you know diorama making I think is a is a great way to to do that. Yeah, no, I can't wait. But no, yeah, uh, thanks for everyone that's joined so far. Robert, Travis, uh, Rogue New Type, good to see you guys. Um, yeah, so for today we're going to talk a little bit about the Advance of Zeta development timeline. Not super in depth, but this is like part of my phases of when i create my own videos like sometimes i'll workshop it on a live stream and i think yeah. in this really came from i was playing some gbo2 with talos um and we were just talking about advance of zeta and then he started dropping all this knowledge on me and then linked me to some <laughs> stuff and i'm like i have never seen this suit before the suit is awesome 
So I was going to say, was this a result of that meme that was going around on Twitter uh, maybe a few days ago where it was like, they really expect us to believe that the development timeline of Gundam went from like RX-78 to whatever the hell like <laughs> happened in that. advance of Zeta to then like the Mark II. <laughs> what? I haven't seen that, but that's funny. Although that's something I think of, and I think that might be its own video because they do sort of in a way explain that even 0083 kind of because it's almost like they don't want to make it seem like the federation you know this is reminding me of the microsoft and activision acquisition like microsoft's playing like a dumb developer right now just <laughs> so they can get activision <laughs> um wow go. yeah because Halo launch didn't turn out. That Redfall game, they haven't had any major games lately, and I, I think this has been calculated on purpose to look like the underdog to get Activision. So There you go. Yeah, short yourself so that you can gobble yeah. up the competition. I, yeah, um, but no, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, and then um, uh, we'll jump into some news. Uh, yeah, I found some cool news that yeah, we'll talk about. Um, and then, uh, let's see, what was, I want to say there was something else I had typed. Oh, yeah, the FF New and GBO2. Obviously, we'll talk about yeah. that, which is funny because that was one where um, I got a early look at it, and we were tasked to make a video, but I think um, it's, and this is what, that seems bad. Oh, we didn't get approval to get the video out on time, but what it is is, it's the American branch of Bandai that is just pushing whatever ideas they have. Some of them don't stick. Yeah. So it's like I almost just appreciate Bandai America. It's Bandai Namco Entertainment America specifically is trying to push a bigger Gundam presence. And so sometimes the stuff doesn't work out, but I just appreciate that they're actually trying. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, any effort is appreciated, of course. And then that's what that's what Gundam Explained is really all about, right? Is advancing, yeah. <laughs> you know, not to, no, no pun intended, advance of Zeta, <laughs> but like advancing Gundam in, in the West. Yeah, you making know, more it like, than it already has been. You know, it's already. Right. It's, already it's been in the West, but I wanted franchise. to almost go as far as Star Wars, but underneath someone that respects their property like Bandai does compared to a Disney. Again, I don't want this to be a Disney versus Bandai, but there's, yeah. I think, a difference of, like, making something big but respecting the IP as you roll it out. You know, yeah. Disney... So Again, and this could be a, a cultural thing between East and West, but, like, Disney likes to jump on social values. Not that that's yeah. inherently bad, but sometimes it gives off the wrong tone. It kind of sometimes does that... To, at the um there's a the term expense. for this yeah of the art yeah. like then the right. art is not you know first like the foremost. art should come first yeah well and you and i have talked about this like where i think we've talked about it privately and on stream where you know there it's a good thing that bandai Bandai Namco Entertainment in America yeah. is making strives to um, attract new audiences to Gundam, to all yeah. of the franchises under the Bandai umbrella. Um, some of them, like you said, some of them land, some of them don't. But the the key value is that it's not changing the core property in order to draw in new audiences. It's just making the property more accessible to new audiences. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, you know, Disney has a way of 
sometimes sacrificing the core values of what the intellectual property that they're trying to represent is in order to try and capture a market that they don't have yet. And um, I mean, we can go we go off into the weeds about like I marketing know. and target demographics and things <laughs> like that. You know, you and I have talked about our, our own personal, you know, YouTube audience demographics, and oh, yeah. they definitely skew in particular directions. And yeah, definitely that, that's that just is what it is. You it know, is. I'm not yeah. I'm not about to change my content in order to attract a, a, an audience that I don't have. If, yeah. You know. But but so. that's the cool thing I think that Gundam does do or Bandai does is they then have something like Witch for Mercury, which mm -hmm. is for a different audience, but it still falls under Gundam. So like it that's like I almost feel like Star Wars could maybe go that way instead of injecting different things into already established ideas, make something new or cool, you know. Um, exactly. I think it's telling. There's not there hasn't been a Star Wars movie uh, in theaters in a long time. I mean, that's, that was their bread and butter, and now it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, even, even George Lucas himself was saying, you know, like, don't touch the established characters. You want to you wanna create a new character and create their story in that universe? That's your playground. Absolutely. Go for it. But, you know, to, to alter an existing character to, to fit some new, um, some new market that you're trying to capture, yeah. it's, y you end up shooting yourself in the foot I, I think my my biggest example of this was uh actually the sonic movie because oh, yeah. um you know the the whole idea like oh well who who is the product for right who is the sonic movie for well it's for people who played the sonic video games and to introduce new fans to the sonic franchise well if you have like i'm, I'm gonna go on my tangent about yeah. fat robotnik <laughs> yeah it's like if you don't have fat robotnik in the movie then the fans of the original are going to be like where's fat robotnik but then the new fans that you've just attracted are going to go back and play the old games and they're going to say wait why is robotnik fat i know that, so that it, it's funny that's one thing i've always thought about because i'm a huge sonic fan and it's cool that you brought that up because yeah when sonic came out i must have been 10 or so i forget and i just remember that was the coolest guy ever again i'd played video games but it wasn't until Sonic that I was like, I'm a gamer, and, you know, and, and oh, just like when he, when he would get like impatient yeah. with you and start tapping his foot, you're yeah. like, this is the first time I've seen a character because Mario never did that. Like right. Mario he was just static. Have a personality. He right. was just Mario. Yeah, no, Sonic exactly had character and that was neat to me. And, and I, I think, you know, then I, that's how they made a fan. So as I got older, I would like anything Sonic, but it's a good point. Like, how do you then? these younger generations don't really care about the older games and even the newer games are based off older games. So, so what they do is, um, the movie, which worked because Sonic inherently is a cool character. You just have to put it in the right way. And I think the movie, I think it's funny. The movie wasn't offensive. It wasn't how I would have done a Sonic movie, but I think that was good enough. Um, the yeah. Mario one is interesting because I think Mario got a, a very popular with the younger generation because of uh, plushies and people making YouTube videos about the plushies. Like, and my son would yeah. just buy the plushies. Does he play the games? Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> then the movie came out, and the movie was, I don't know if you saw it, it was really just a commercial. Pretty much just, you know, a Mario commercial. So it's interesting to see how different companies treat their properties to make them continue to be successful. And at the end of the day, it's like Disney has a lot of money 
but they could learn from these other companies like Bandai or like Nintendo, which yeah. are Japanese companies. Hmm. It's all starting to make sense. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no, but pretty cool. Um, so other than that, I usually ask like, what's something Gundam you got into this week, but usually your stream covers it unless there's anything other than your diorama. No, I think that's that's about it. We talked a little bit about, uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, the uh, that Pale Rider that that you know the 3D print file is going to be available um, for patrons on uh, July first. Uh-huh. Um, I did separate it out so that you can actually fit the LEDs inside the chest cavity and not have to finagle it. So that's actually on the 3D printer right now. That's I'll awesome. probably post an update to Discord a little later this evening. Okay, cool. Um, well, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean. That, I, your channel is really a great way to see what stuff you're up to, uh, which is pretty awesome. Usually, the stuff I'm up to usually takes a video or two a week later. For instance, I got this uh, mobile suit ensemble, Sazabi, nice. um, which, I, you know, you guys have heard me s- complain sometimes about Shars Counterattack and the Sazabi and New Gundam, but... <laughs> At the end of the day, they're still badass, and the mobile suit ensemble is like fully featured. Like it has the bits, the funnels; those come out, which is crazy. Fascinating to me. Yeah, and it even comes with like clear parts. Um, Well, actually, the I bought the expansion set for the new Gundam, and it comes with clear parts for the the fin funnels, and I can actually attach the Sazabi bits on there. Video next week, um, reviewing those two. Um, another thing too, so. Shortly after getting into Gundam, starting my channel, hearing about the Hathaway movie, I fell in love with those designs, the Penelope and Kasai Gundam. And then um, I looked, I think it was Mandarake or one of those other Japanese websites, I bought the Penelope, Robot Spirits. And it was a 2015 version, so it's based on the novel or, you know, the drawings from the novel or whatever. Sure. Um, but they had also announced a new version that's based off the Hathaway animation, so a little different. Um, but I was like, ah, I've got this one. I can't drop more money. But <laughs> I kid you not, I was at my local comic book stop, uh, shop that's really only like a couple uh, miles away, and it, lately they've been having a lot of robot spirits, and they actually had the Penelope, the new version, but it was way cheaper than it is to buy online. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Because They probably I'm, didn't know what they had. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what it was, yeah. Because I'm <laughs> sitting there like, um, or I wonder if it's one of those things where like Bandai's like, buy all this and we'll throw this stuff in or something. I don't know. Because I'm surprised sometimes like how much robot spirits they have. They have the 0083 stuff. They have the reprints of the the Zaku 2, uh, Shar Zaku, um, they have the 08th MS team stuff, and I'm like, uh, so anyway, the reason I like the new one is because it has the real type markings. The old one does too, but it's a decal sheet. And so, yeah, yeah um, I, I was already over my budget for Gundam stuff, and <laughs> I, was, I, I ha- asked my wife, I was like, hey, could you uh, let me use uh, some of your budget, and then I'll pay you back? And <laughs> she agreed, but yeah, it's the, you know, the fixed flight unit and the Odysseus. And I guess together it's the Penelope. Yeah. Um, I'll have a video on this. You know what is very interesting about it is I, I did a comparison of both. The 2015 Robot Spirits Verka, the modern one. They are completely different, but you would not know. Just looking at the surface, there's like the minor changes they made for the anime. 
But if yeah. I look at each, like the shoulders, the chest, they, they had to be completely new molds, but they are so close. Like, I, I am surprised and impressed with that level of detail and that uh, the fact that they would... Because it's, I think, the third variant they've come out with. Because they've come out with the one that came with the real-type marking decals as a decal sheet, and then they came out with one with the decals on, and then this new one that's based on the animation. Um, but I'll do a full review because this new one does have some neat little um, things to it. Um, if anyone's interested, this is a plug. Before I put it on eBay, I, uh, eBay, I am selling the old one. Uh, link um, to it is in the Discord under the for sale. If anyone's interested, just reach out. Because that was the other thing. It's like if I'm buying this new one, I will sell the old one because I just can't yeah, see myself. Can't justify two Penelopes. I, yeah, I feel like that's just if it was too a Penelope much. and a Kasai, then that's <laughs> something. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. And that's yeah. That speaking of the Kasai, I have the old release, the 2015. That one had decals that I put on it, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe I didn't. That might have been the Barland, but they haven't had a new release of that one, which is interesting because that's Hathaway's, you know, suit. You yeah. know, and the Penelope is more. That's another interesting thing about that is the Penelope is, is driven by that uh, Lane Aim, I think, the pilot. But yeah. like, no one, that's not like a pilot anyone ever thinks about or cares about. And I think a lot of times the pilot makes the mobile suit just as much as the mobile suit makes the pilot, you know? Um, I think so. There's a, there is definitely a um, symbiotic relationship between mobile they, suit and pilot. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then another thing we were talking about this yesterday is um, I built the Rigazi, um, oh, which yeah. I was super impressed with this build. This thing feels like a solid action figure, premium action figure. And it's, it, we talked about it like the, you know, the inner frame joint stuff is almost has a metallic finish to it. Yeah. Um, and that's I, common across all of the Shars counterattack high grades. Um, it, it, it was almost like a different, like they use different plastic for the whole Char's counterattack line, which is okay. So like the Ghiradogas or whatever, like yeah, the Ghiradogas, oh. the uh, the Zazabi here has that same metallic treatment on the on the inner frame parts. Hmm. Um, now was that Zazabi uh, very accurate to the anime? Uh, yes. Because I know like highly... the Gundam universe has its little differences. The Robot Spirits has its little differences. Yeah, one of the things, like I've said, uh, I think I've said this on stream before, that I it drives me nuts that the Verka in, uh, interpretation of the Zazabi has the sleeves version of the Neo Zeon logo on the shield. Oh, yeah. But um, so, for instance, I have the HCM Pro Zazabi here, oh, which has wow. the correct anime accurate decals on it, and we've got the classic Shars Neo Zeon uh, emblem on the shield oh uh, i didn't unless i forgot i didn't realize you had that because that line is amazing yeah and you know what what's what's fascinating is that the funnels in the high grade zazabi are it comes with two sets of funnels ones ones that are open and ones that are shut and the shut ones are all connected like they're all on one piece that oh, all three yeah. of them plug in which is kind of annoying um, yeah you definitely want to cut them apart uh the hcm pro each of the funnels is individually articulated and wow that line dang you know underrated underrated line the hcm pro yeah kits so man i might have to pick that up yeah i i 
I think then, you know, after building this Rigazi, like, I think I'm going to collect the rest of those high grades from Shars. That's helping me appreciate Shars Counterattack more because that was such a great build and it looks solid. And I want to get some Giridogas. You know, the, I like that kind of evolution of the Zakus. Yeah. Um, it, it really breaks my heart that they never came out with a high grade version of the new Gundam FF. Uh, you know, they only had the oh. entry grade and the real grade. So I don't have a new Gundam for my Zazabi to fight against. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that... And well, the scale's a little weird with the with the Rigazi, because, as you know, the Rigazi is kind of scaled to, like, a normal high grade. The Zazabi's huge. It towers over the Rigazi. Oh, so the scale is off, too, between the Zazabi and the Rigazi? I think that it's it's accurate. It just, oh. you know, it it's just... Uh, you know, when you when you look at like the anime and you see um, Amuro and Char fighting, it doesn't look like the Rigazi is that much smaller. Oh than yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Um, well, but, you know, scale in anime is like. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of the anime, for supporters, the commentary is up for the movie that I did. To be honest, by the time I was done with it, I was like, wow, I kept up almost two hours of talking. <laughs> not stop and i'm thinking that might be more fun with some supporters so i you know when it comes to the, like some of the perks of being a supporter it was the movie night i think i'm moving that to be more of that would be the commentary so it's like whoever would be interested that's a supporter we would just do a group commentary of it might not be gundam necessarily it could be anime like we've been doing lately but i think that's because when we were doing the movie nights and not talking, I kind of felt like, ah, oh, this would be a good opportunity to talk to everybody. Because sometimes yeah. I have fun just talking to people that join. Um, you know what? Real quick, uh, we were talking about lame, and there's some funny uh, jokes. <laughs> like Ian's like, he sounds lame and sucks at aiming. And then Johnny Tacoma was like, lame aim, more like lame aim. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's excellent. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Uh -oh. No, that's cool. Um, and then was there anything else this week I got myself into? No, that's I think that's about it. Yeah, this past week. Um, one thing though is I started watching the uh, Vifam, if that's how you pronounce it. Yes. Since you had brought it up, and that actually is good. I think yeah. I had to. One thing is I had to get over the the animation. It is different. It's like it's, yeah. it's a different style where it's almost like Disney in terms of like the kid characters, but the everything that happens is completely in the realm of Gundam. Like there's a disaster scene at the beginning and people are dying at the beginning. And you can't stop Tamino from killing people. <laughs> <laughs> but have you watched it? No, no, I haven't gotten around to, uh, to starting it yet, but, okay. but yeah, you know, I talked about it for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because it is actually, again, I've only watched one episode, but it is like what I would w watch in a sci-fi show. You know, it's just, it's, you know, older animation so i i suggest that for anyone that hasn't uh checked it See, out I, I think you and i should come up with a tamino anime name generator because it's like mobile <laughs> suit gundam uh what is it is it galactic defender by fam right uh, it's some yeah space runway ideon like all of his all of the anime that, that tamino puts out there's always like a two-part initial name and then like the weird name that that right that the weird yeah that. the made up things hey that could be an episode where we're messing around with the ai and like, asking the ai to help us out with that <laughs> now that right we call it like uh desert bot 
Jinra or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, I know. That's what's crazy. There could be, yeah, we would have to come up with the weird name and then ask the the generator to come up with like the first two were just random yeah, nouns. Just two nouns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, moving on real quick. Um, so let's see. I'm just checking the audio here. Um, oh, yeah, I had that up here. Everything's shown. Okay. So in GBO2 for the PlayStation version, again, it's like eight weeks behind, or it's eight weeks ahead of the PC. So if you're on PC, yeah, you'll get it in eight weeks. As RX 93 FF New Gundam, which is pretty cool. This is just that um, thing they made the statue of. Uh, there's a, a Sazabi version of the FF that's in GBO2. I guess the idea is they, and again, I don't know how how in universe it is other than a cool concept story that they get, you know, the wreckage of the new Gundam, the Sazabi, they build it up into something new and different. So, um, cool thing about it. 700 raid. I, Talos has been helping me enjoy being a raid, especially at 700. So nice, cool stuff there. It's got the, um, uh, what do they call it? The the new came out after the Sazabi in, in GBO. Yeah. Cause, cause the Sazabi, you know that doesn't even exist in like it's just in the animation the new gundam there was actually the statue there's no statue of the Zazu. yeah so it's interesting interesting choice but yeah and i guess it's to get people to want to complete a set because you can't buy the statue you can go visit right. it but <laughs> there you um, go yeah it's and it's cool because one thing i learned in gbo2 that i love so much is the um Oh, there's the heavy the heavy attacks with melee where you can actually hold down and charge your melee, uh, your beam saber attack, and then it does like a cool, powerful attack. There's some suits that do that. Um, yeah, I guess this is one of them. Um, but not my Bawu. <laughs> what's that? The Bawu doesn't not have my it. Bawu. Well, the the Bawu is another 700 raid that uh, that doesn't have a heavy. But oh. but I mean, it's more of a ranged raid anyway, with like the missiles, the the uh, oh. particle cannon on the shield. I haven't used that one yet, and I need to. Um, and okay, so that's that's a good example of how sometimes something will be a raid, but might be more ranged or more support. Even though it's cool how they kind of mix that the play styles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Have you been playing GBO two at all? I know lately. Yeah, I, I've I've been picking it up a little bit more lately, um, especially on account of. The, you know, the celebration of the fifth uh, anniversary for PlayStation, oh, meaning everybody's right. getting some free draws every day. So Good if, call. if you haven't been playing on PlayStation, log in and get a free draw. Come on. Yeah, I totally uh, forgot about that. Yeah. Our mutual Seiji, I think, just pulled the 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 FF new gun. Oh yeah, first pull. <laughs> I know. Uh, I and I did mine this morning. Didn't get it, but I did get. A, I forget off the top of my head what they were. There were some cool suits, but yeah, I'm the type where I never usually. It's funny. I'll never usually get the suit that's in the banner but sometimes i don't care for it and especially when i really don't care for it i'll get it like the siskade or siskade whatever that one was yeah the mono eye gundam yeah although talos was showing me how to use it and you know it's you know shout out on discord the gbo2 people that's been fun playing um usually i'm more available on weekends but people are always in there like uh um just yeah playing sometimes playstation pc ian was saying i think talos is getting mad at me for constantly pulling stuff because yeah ian tends to get the banner suit every time like it's it's 
it's yeah, pretty we crazy need to put together another one of those big uh gbo2 days yes. where we do we're gonna scramble the teams we're going to uh yeah and let me know what you think if you still would want to do it during your streams or if we pick a day that's outside of our streams where we just and to make it where it's less um of a burden on the presenter like if there's a way to have a a producer you know what i yeah. mean that way if we can coordinate someone to be a producer and maybe if we coordinate someone uh to be the um spectator because they have that spectator exactly. mode yeah i think that we need we need someone to play spectator mode because otherwise it's just boring watching the the one watching the host play <laughs> Yeah, especially Red when Wolf... it's me and I'm just tackling all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but uh, Red Wolf Vion, who um, was on uh, a thing we did earlier, um, I'm actually going to be. I, I have an interview with him on his channel. I'll, I'll post that when that goes up. But awesome. he does the spectating all the time. Like he's good at that. So I wonder if maybe oh. I can reach out to him and we can coordinate that. And way. I love his energy. He he yeah. was so awesome to have on because you know the. It, it it's so great when you meet someone who's so enthusiastic and so positive about Gundam like, oh, like yeah. he is. So no, it was so. It was no, so it's awesome always to good to meet one. people like that. Yeah, um, especially in GBO two because GBO two is the type of game where um, it seems like it's difficult, you know. But like when you have people working together to have fun playing it, it just uh, yeah, makes it better. But um, okay. Oh, and you know, Johnny Dacoma's saying, I hope P Bandai uh, re releases the real great FF new. So, yeah, I guess if it's popular enough, maybe from the uh, it being a GBO2, I think that that's their synergy, right? They release the suit on GBO2 and then it's uh, a mobile suit. <laughs> They'll probably suit. do it like under the radar the way that they did with that Neo Zeong 2, where it's just like oh, they yeah. kept re releasing it. Just it was not, like no announcement, just. Right. It was like three different times and it sold out immediately. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay. So uh, what I wanted to talk a little bit about is some of the like advance of Zeta. I eventually, uh, this has been a goal of mine for a long time is eventually on the channel. I will have a more extensive look at the advance of Zeta suits where I'm not getting too bogged down in the details, but kind of explaining how did they get to that point of technology? And then why was that point of technology lost and how that eventually kind of appeared in suits down the line yeah and i hope you put it together in your presentation format with the oh, slide yeah, deck and right. everything because that's yeah that will be a technical document yeah <laughs> but the thing that blew my mind that i did not see this before is this um early hazel errari uh but this early hazel which is um so like a gm quell which is based off the GM custom. Oh, but actually, let me do something here for you real quick. There you go, Hatter. I got to give you the, the screen to see. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was watching on stream, so I was just a I few know, I saw, I saw that, and I was like, wait a minute. What is he paying attention to? Oh, yeah. no. Um, but, I'm on another call. <laughs> <laughs> Multitasking, no. Um, but what's cool about this early, it, one, one, this thing looks badass because it's, it's the GM custom that then they turned into the the GM Quell, right? And that was kind of the basis of a lot of future Vance of Zeta suits or Titan suits, Vance, whatever. Um, and then you get this early type. It's like the Quell with a Gundam head, and this thing looks amazing. And yeah. it's sometimes hard to wrap your head around the fact that, and you brought this up earlier, where like the Mark II was developed after this. 
So it, it, it's like we get these suits that are like, man, these look like the Mark II. But I guess what happened was these aren't officially Gundams. These were just the Titans going all out with their GM that they buffed up and yeah. then started going all out making mobile armors. And then I think that's what led to then them coming out. Okay, we need a mass production Gundam. Let's start with this Mark II. And they had like, you know, the four potentially uh, Mark IIs that existed. Um, and at the same time, there was, you know, stuff going on within the Federation. They had the UC development plan, or it might have been called something different during that time, because I know there's two different t times where the Federation had these, like, development projects. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about seeing AOZ reboot is there was a time where when the Titans, I guess, got dissolved, some of them escaped and met up with Axis remnants on Mars, and they were taking out, I guess, an old uh, Cassilia Zabi faction that had escaped to Mars or something like that. Or it might have been the other way around. Or, or so and then there's this Alicia Zabi, where I'm like, what? So that's something else to dive into. But right. it's, it's cool to get an understanding that Xeon had a large presence over on Mars. And even then, they had their own factions fighting each other. Which, yeah. I mean... And, and it, that's something that carries on even into like late uc which yeah. you know i don't acknowledge but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know trader no but like crossbone and stuff like that or yeah. with the the jupiter fleet stuff later on exactly so i mean it's interesting that the the seeds of that conflict are being planted this early in like you know in, zeta era and that actually then brings back and makes sense that uh Soraka would be from jupiter you know being a right. titan like that all that's like where things like really change the mindset of taking over of leading or whatever kind of changed over in there because maybe the influence of the titans their development pushing stuff out toward mars and jupiter um because i guess it's more of an again i could i might need clarity on a video i do on this but it seemed like the titans were just this fa this faction of earth you know to hunt zeon remnants but that just gave them the opportunity to funnel so much money into tech and development that normally wouldn't happen. So that's why right. we get these advanced suits. That's why you see that push to Mars and Jupiter and then a whole bunch of people with power or that thirst power wanting to be a part of that. Um, and you can almost see like there's there's sort of a design aesthetic difference between, you know, the Jupiter based Titans and the Earth based Titans, right? Like you can definitely tell a Shiraco designed mobile suit apart from like the standard rank and file Titans from Earth. Yeah, it seems like one is more Xeon influenced than the other, um, definitely. which which would make sense because, yeah, a lot of and, and that's another interesting thing, too, because when they talk about and this just could be because of how it was written back then. But when they talk about, you know, independence from Earth, it seemed like Xeon, if they were out at Mars or Jupiter, it's like they could have. Uh, and this is part of that Char's counterattack conundrum I have with what Char's trying to do. It looked like there's a bunch of resources already at Mars. And, you know, why so obsessed with Earth? You know, if you could go to Mars or Jupiter and get tons of resources. I mean, I think that yeah. stuff's even brought up in narrative because isn't there like this in space, there's like storage of all of the, the gases and resources just sitting yeah. out there? It's pretty wild, and it and it plays into that sort of theory that I have about like the Earth being, you know, maybe not as great as as the Federation makes it out to be. You know, we see scenes from Earth, and 
you know, there's a lot of cities that are destroyed on Earth that had nothing to do with colony drops. I mean, this was all like, you know, so I don't know. Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm like, is is the Federation just like this whole front of like, hey, we're going to keep all the elites living on Earth? but yeah yeah, yeah it sucks. <laughs> exactly is it a propaganda to make earth seem like it's still the the main place of the main cradle of humanity that's a good like way of putting for, it yeah for a reason is it because maybe they want people to keep trying to go to earth but it's just in hathaway it's weird to see you know the hunters you know beat on people that are from space and yeah and um it, but i wonder if it's also more of like a human factor the fact that humanity came from earth like no matter where humans go their place is earth it's like that that yearning for home yeah yeah i wonder how much yeah that plays a part into it yeah so yeah um uh dan vince yes another day another psyop yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much um, um let's see uh yeah so you know back at looking at this um, what's neat about Advances Data 2 and the thing that I'm trying to help learn or trying to learn and help communicate is the variance. Like, you wonder, okay, well then how many, if we see all these hazel variants, how many of them are just completely new hazels with the stuff on them or it was a single hazel that was just added on to? That's something I want to figure out, but within that we can see and this is mainly just for fun, the, the artists, people that love mobile suit designs. But, you know, then it's like, oh, how could that really be part of the development process? But just checking out, yeah, all these designs. And then I also like how it ends up getting really, like, mobile armory, where the, the main, I guess, articulation or the humanoid element is not as necessary when you can design maybe thrusters or guns to be so powerful that it doesn't really require um yeah like this um aqua humbrabi this is actually yeah. on p bandai right now unless it's mm -hmm. sold out but like that is neat um and then and, when you get to like the Zeon influence because you know like even at the end of the one year war when they made all of those mobile armors like the elmeth the Braubo, the Zeong, you know the, their whole thing was like oh the legs are just for show well, it's yeah, we're designing these things for space. We're not designing them to walk on land. So, excellent needs, point. Excellent that, point. That's where like the wound wart comes from. It's like, oh yeah, of course it has spindly legs. Like it doesn't need legs. No, that's so, an excellent point. That when we're seeing a lot of these future suits, yeah, the legs aren't a big deal. It's about the thrusters, and so yeah, that's where we get these designs from. But like, I love how. In the end, it's like the Titans were almost responsible to get into the point where we get the Jagan. You know, like, yeah. I mean, according to this timeline, I mean, even the Woundwort gets us to the Jagan. You know, um, it's very interesting. Like, I, I would like to break down and figure out what are the components. Does it have to do with maybe things that we can't see, like sensors or power generation or you know, something we can't see, or is it mainly based on uh, something like weapon placement or the types of loadouts they have? Um, yeah, even like the Barzam, having that unique crest that it has on the top of its head, is that yeah. just supposed to be like, you know, the, an antenna like maybe a V-fin would have been, and then they, you know, change it around 
and then they're like, oh, this works the best, so we keep this on for this, like, you know, full armored version. Um, yeah, and again, very, um, very Xeon inspired because that looks yeah. like the Bawu uh, head fin that that you see. Um, yeah, and so, I yeah. wonder, I wonder how many, and if this is even documented anywhere, like as the Federation, as the Titans are developing their suits and the, um, yeah, the Federation, and because Xeonics folded into them, like was there maybe some d programs that had more Xeon scientists on it? Were there maybe some shared technology, which was like the Atlas is an example that was built in 80 and that uses, that's the first time it uses Xeonic stuff in a Gundam. Um, right. So it's it's interesting to think like did they have projects where they're like well hey I mean Titan test team let's just test this unit that does use more of this experimental Xeon technology and then let's test some like the Quell where it's like let's just go all into the Federation or Anaheim style uh, technology. Yeah, um, well, and you know this is speculation of course, but it's like it makes sense why you would want to kind of walk back some of these designs that are either too expensive to mass produce. Or for you know marketing oh. purposes, it's like you know why did why did the Titans settle on the Gundam Mark II when there's all these different Gundam variants? You've got the Hazels, you've got you know what what was so unique about the Gundam Mark II? Well, you know it's supposed to be the successor to the Gundam. You know the official we're going to put the Titan stamp on it, and this is the new Gundam. It's like there's a there's a psychological message that's being communicated by right. by doing that. You know, even though you might have some suits that may have more advanced technology, maybe they've incorporated more Xeon tech into it, but maybe there's something that they're trying to say without saying it. Yeah, that's a good point because, you know, if you look at where we get to the Mark II, we had something like the Hazel Custom that was bigger, bulkier, had more to it. It, like you said, probably more expensive. They maybe only had a few of these. That will be something I'll need to confirm. And when you get to something like the Mark II, it 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 has almost like that enforcer quality because, yeah, it's more built to be walking on the ground. So it would be in a colony that might have Xeon remnants or Xeon sympathizers. And they're like, oh, here's a Gundam. I mean, it just, it looks like a Gundam, you know, the RX-78 II that's using, you know, the parts that the Titans have been able to develop from the Quell. But yeah, it, 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 I feel what you're saying exactly. It has that enforcer look, the psychological look, because it's in a colony. It's not in space. Yeah. I mean, even they were all um, in the colony on Zeta, where they got captured and then brought into space. Um, and, yeah. and that's then when I appreciate seeing, uh, what is it, the Gabithali? That's the other main one at the beginning of Zeta that's used. It's a goofy-looking Xeon suit um or, or what's the um gaza the sea gabaldi. a gabal no I, i'm thinking of the gazas those oh the gaza from well that's Zeta. the axis Zion. okay what is the one that the titans the, are in the, that lila uses and Was jared after the mark ii um after the mark ii maybe i'm thinking of the gabaldi the ones it's uh, there's so many in my mind. It's I, I like there's, that we are still seeing the Federation and Titans using Xeon-looking stuff, even though they have this Mark II that's supposed to be the standard Gundam-looking thing. I think that continues to feed into your idea of the psychological aspect of it. Yeah. It, yeah well, I then mean, 
does that mean in the end the Xeon suits were the better technology and it's just the the Gundam Mark II style suits were just the better psychological enforcer ground? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Franklin, well, it, it's Quattro who says to who says to Camille, you know, hey, you know that the Gundam Mark II doesn't have any improvements over like the GM Quell, like it has outdated armor it's never going to be improved and he says yeah i know you know that's yeah, my dad said that that was always the plan was to incorporate more xeon technology going forward yeah and um, wasn't that even uh, uh, wasn't there a conversation with one of them was in the rick diaz or something like that right and yeah, it was something about was, even the rick diaz was more powerful and that's even yeah. more of a xeon style suit exactly so i mean franklin yeah. badan is probably responsible for creating the illusion of power in the Gundam Mark II, but he was always more obsessed with, you know, th creating things like the Marisai, which I think yeah. the Marisai probably, if we were to, you know, go apples to apples and compare it to the Mark II, probably has a better generator, probably has better mobility with its skirt thrusters. You know, th there's so many improvements, even in just the grunt suits that the Titans use yeah. compared to the Gundam Mark II. And then yeah. we see that throughout Zeta, like the, the Mark II becomes outdated and Camille has to upgrade to the to the Zeta Gundam anyway. Yeah, I'm glad um, I'm glad that we're talking through this because this is like where, you know, again, who knows how much of it was even really planned originally. But I like seeing yeah. when it's like, OK, why do they have these Xeon suit looking suits everywhere? It makes sense. They fold it in. But then we still have like the the Gundam Mark II and all that. And. That's itself its own video, like just speaking on what were the design inspirations for the Federation moving forward after um, the one year war, like, you know, and, you know, and it, it calls back to a lot of that World War Two stuff where, you know, all the Nazi scientists, you know, yeah. came over to the U.S. and stuff. So, yeah, that's uh, the Gundam equivalent of Operation Paperclip. Like. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um and so what's cool, when it comes to, like, the Gumpla, I have a lot of the Advanced of Zeta Gumpla. I have the um, Metal Robot Spirits Hazel and that Harududu add-on. And I got the Wound Wart, and I, they, there's a Wound Wart add-on coming out for that. Um, and then in GPO2, they've released a lot of Advanced of Zeta suits. There's even that, like, Zaku Cannon-looking support. Um and so something there was a project you were working on um where uh, was it the hyzak i forget which yeah. one yeah that you're gonna but you were gonna give it a specific xeon look that i really like yeah and it's like these where there's like that the different shades of blue and the yellow like i wish yeah. we would see and I, and i don't know if anyone knows is there like a difference are those really just variants and then there just hasn't really been model kits official model kits of those maybe because the color separation would be a lot maybe but i mean you know you and i've talked before about how color uh color corrective stickers would be i think that in this case they would be acceptable right I, like yeah I I think that if you just had the basic color separation of the two shades of like the there's like kind of the light purple and then the navy blue and then typically there's like that gold band that separates them. Yeah. That's a perfect spot for, you know. Yeah. Um, in, in, yeah. Talking about that, like with the, oh yeah, the, the flight unit for the, the Rigazi, 
you know, on the wing with the blue, that's all color correcting stickers and it looks fantastic. It looks better than paint. It it's just if you take your time with it. Same with um uh the uh Atlas. Atlas like a lot yeah. of the yellow is the color correcting, although looking at the manual, there's so many little dark areas that were not part of the kit that I've had to go through like the shoulders, um uh this the side of the shoulders, even like the vents. These are like all, but yeah, looking at it, the yellow lines, it's reminiscent of, you know, what went into the Hazel development. So, yeah, yeah, it looks very similar color, color wise. The Atlas is very similar to, to the white Hazel, obviously not like the yeah. Titan shade Hazel, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool stuff. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Yeah, this was a good talk. Again, like a lot of this is because this stuff is very complicated when it comes to like understanding the Hazel timeline, the different suits. So just talking about it kind of helps me get that knowledge so I can eventually put together a video. Um, yeah. But well, and you and I um, had that conversation before about like uh, about where Thunderbolt and the origin fit in. And so this yeah. is kind of a continuation of that conversation where it's like, okay, well, you know, now that we've kind of discussed how, how Thunderbolt and origin kind of work within the canon of 0079. Now we're talking about how advance of Zeta fits into the timeline of Zeta yeah. and Sentinel Sentinels and other, oh, right. you've got some out there designs. The, see, from, from that, there. So, so that's interesting because like, in 0083, they give us the Quell, which was, you know, like a way to kind of move forward with the Titan design. It would be great to get an animation of Advance of Zeta in some capacity, in an animation of Sentinel, because even if it seems like they sometimes go against canon, there's ways to make it fit. Like, I think the animation of Origin and the animation of Thunderbolt do sort of fit. It would just be yeah. weird if they came out with an animation of Thunderbolt where, yeah, they have the mass-produced mark twos earlier on and or the the zeongs you know like um right. or what was the other thing they did the, the zeta recently right didn't the zeta show up or am i something like that yeah uh, yeah and, have and to zeta, like the zeta define had some interesting oh, yeah. changes from the um that's right from the anime so but yeah but, you know a lot of those things can be explained away i mean we, yeah. we've talked before about how even even in 0079, Amuro comments how there were three Gundams on board the white base prior oh, to. Yeah. You know, he was like, oh, well, we can, or no, it was, it was four total Gundams, which is okay. kind of, kind of symbolic because there were four Gundam Mark II. Mark IIs, yeah. Oh, so okay. It, yeah, that's interesting, interesting. That, that, uh, that little way that history rhymes sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> no, um, that's, no, that's good. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, speaking of mangas, actually, uh, just a little news thing to bring up is, so Beltor Beltorchica, or Beltorchica, however you want to say it, um, children, uh, I guess the mangas are up for pre-order, and from what I understand, these are English-translated mangas. That's incredible awesome. to think. And the fact that they're doing this timeline, because, you know, I think in the West, a lot of people love Char's Counterattack. And, like, this is just around that sort of era, in a way, of Amaro. And, um, you know, yeah, we got Thunderbolt translated, you know, the origin, and then seeing this being translated, too, is pretty awesome. Um, so this is saying 224 release of Volume 2, but Volume 1 is actually going to be available, I think it's, like, August 25th. So hey, That's I mean, just in time for our birthday. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's uh, birthday time. <laughs> wink, wink. And but thirteen dollars is pretty cool to just support this effort. Like, I'm not yeah. a big manga reader at all. I'm not opposed to it. I would like to get into it, and I would totally buy it just to kind of support, you know, uh, this initiative yeah. because. And that's not to like dump on fan translation work like a good call like a Bochamp Zionic Zionic yeah. scan. He he does some amazing work, and he is he's probably done more than you and I combined to to advance you know oh yeah Gundam, Gundam interest in the West um, yeah definitely but, but it's it's nice to have an official thing. I I prefer paper reading. I I can't stand reading PDFs. I yeah same here. And it could just be you know my generation, but like I was reading the Advance of Zeta a lot of. There was a lot of errors also, like, but I could understand what it was trying to say and just scrolling, you know, on the computer. I'd rather, like, have the book I'm reading, you know, or sit outside, you know, and, and chill with the book. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, and that's, but you bring up a good point, though, because even if, uh, you know, Bandai is translating things, there's always room for translators because Bandai is not going to translate every interview that's in every magazine and every book. So having Xeonic scans out there that's, you know, doing all that, um, that, yeah, that's really helpful. Really awesome. Definitely. Uh, and we've talked about it before, but don't you have some mangas yourself? Yeah. So I, uh, I collected all of the origin mangas because I'm a big Yasuhiko fan. And wow. like you, I saw them at my local comic shop and I was like, they, they actually have like good manga here and it's not just like shonen stuff. So, so yeah, I picked up all of those. And uh, and I have a few Thunderbolt mangas, but, um, you know, Beltachka's Children is probably the next manga that I'll pick yeah. up. But interestingly enough, my daughter, even being less than a year old, has shown a lot of interest in the origin mangas. She she loves oh. grabbing the books and, you know, Maybe I, I don't let her crinkle the pages, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, but but she loves just looking at the art and that that's cool, because that is something f for people when they're younger kids, when they're younger, like that sometimes they're just drawn to things just because, you know, art is very interesting. You know, yeah. it's, they don't know what's going on in their mind when they're seeing certain things, especially the colors that are used. Because <laughs> yeah. like some of it's the watercolor, even though some of it's black and white. But yeah. here's a question, and I'll answer it first. Mm. I haven't read through all of my or origin manga. Oh, um, really? Uh, have you read through them all? Yeah, yeah. I, um, oh. you know, powered through it. It's a, uh, oh. you know, it's not, I, I love They're the quick reads. They, yeah, they, they, they do fly by. Yeah, they um, are quick reads, actually. And I think that is another thing. Sometimes I completely forget what I just read. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, absolutely. there's just a couple lines on a page. And I'm like, oh, that art looks cool. What's happening next? Oh, that, well, actually, I'm doing it the wrong way, right? Yeah, it's this way. Oh, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> cool. and, and then I'll forget what I read. And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't really take it in. You know, like, I don't know if I need to be in the right headspace, but I did finish The Men Who Created Gundam. Yes. I did that awesome on a, when we were, the family was driving to Disney in the car. I just, like, read through that, and I was like, wow, that was, that was great. But I do want to get into it more. I think, as too, as I've personally been scaling back, browsing the internet, browsing social media, I want to, like, integrate more reading of, like, deliberate content that I'm yeah. trying to take in. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that just about does it uh, for this episode. Uh, yeah. Thanks for everyone that jumped in uh, into the chat. Um, I had a lot of fun talking about this stuff, uh, you know, helping me workshop 
the thoughts of advanced data to see the direction of my video, but I think two videos have come out of that. One, just talking about the technology changes and how that makes sense, but also yeah. talking about all the different variants. So that, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, check the link in the description or links, bunch of links for all the supporters that make this possible for Steven's, uh, page or his YouTube channel. We, every Wednesday we do his live. He sometimes drops some videos, uh, every once in a while. Um, and, yeah. um, yeah, I think that does it. Anything else to bring up? No, no. I think we uh, touched on everything. This was an awesome cool. conversation. I love yeah. these. I love these sort of deep dives into yeah just figuring the things out as we go like why does this make sense and at the end of the day why does it even matter but who cares <laughs> it does to us <laughs> exactly <laughs> no that's cool well everyone um yeah thanks for watching and we will talk later cheers